Welcome to the Physics Buzz Podcast. I'm Cal Cofield. You may have heard the most recent news from CERN. Researchers have announced a tantalizing hint in the search for the Higgs boson. No definite discovery yet, but something. They, they found something. A hint, a suggestion, an indication that they're on the right track. But I have to wonder why the uncertainty. The Higgs boson is a particle theorized to give matter mass. The announcement is an exciting one, but it's, it's definitely not a statement of discovery. So why is the Higgs so hard to find? Or rather, why is it so hard to say whether or not it's been found? The Large Hadron Collider at CERN sends two beams of protons around a 27-kilometer underground ring and smashes them together inside very massive, very high-tech detectors. These are the CMS and ATLAS experiments. By colliding protons together, scientists hope to break them apart and study their constituent pieces. One of the primary pieces that the LHC is after is the Higgs boson. Theory suggests that Higgs bosons cluster around objects and give them mass. So I always imagine Higgs bosons as tiny spherical dogs that are always clinging to their owners. But of course, a Higgs boson doesn't actually behave like a little dog, or like anything we can see with our eyes. The Higgs is a subatomic particle. It's smaller than an atom. And down at that scale, quantum mechanics rules. Up here where things are big, we don't see the effects of quantum mechanics. So dogs don't do things like spontaneously break apart into groups of smaller dogs. But wouldn't it be awesome if they did? But particles do behave like this. In some ways, these odd behaviors are beneficial. The detectors at CERN can't actually see the Higgs boson. But right after it pops out of the proton wreckage, the Higgs also breaks apart. Theorists have predicted what kind of particle candy will come spilling out of the Higgs pinata, and this is what they look for in their data. But even when they've figured out what to look for, there's still a lot they have to deal with. To discuss this in more detail, I talked to Dr. Robert Cousins, who is a physics professor at UCLA and a member of the CMS experiment. All these experiments we do are governed by the laws of quantum mechanics. And quantum mechanics has, in its basic laws, inherent randomness. That is, in quantum mechanics, you can set up a bunch of hydrogen atoms all in exactly the same state and do exactly the same thing to them. And then what each of them does as a result of that can be different. And everything we do, event by event, as we say, things are not reproducible. There's a certain randomness in terms of what's going to happen. And when you collide two protons together, a lot of different things can happen that have been studied over the years. And one of the very rare things that can happen is that a Higgs boson is made. So when we collide all these protons together and make Higgs bosons and then they decay, it's a very tiny, tiny fraction of all the other random processes that are going on. The Higgs is so rare that it is probably only produced in about one in one billion proton collisions. Then it decays into that particle candy that the physicists look for. But just like the proton-proton collisions, it can decay into different combinations of particles. Scientists can only study some of those decays, so the odds of seeing a signal from the Higgs get even smaller. And that's just the odds. There's no guarantee that's what you'll actually get. I mean, theoretically, if you flip a coin, you have a 50-50 chance of getting a heads or a tails. But if you flip a coin ten times, you might get six or seven heads in a row. 
you have to flip the coin dozens, maybe hundreds of times to get over the statistical fluctuations and see that 50-50 pattern emerge. So to find a Higgs decay that might only come along once every trillion collisions means months or years of data collection. When the LHC starts running in top shape, it will produce about a billion proton collisions per second. But having an adequate volume of data isn't the end of the road. It presents its own problems, namely Higgs imposters. There are other processes coming out of the proton-proton collisions that can create a signal identical to those created by the Higgs. So I asked Dr. Cousins how scientists distinguish those false Higgs from the real ones. In the end, you never know which are the real ones and which are the fake ones. Really? Um, and in fact, if we take all the cases where we find something that looks like a Higgs boson, we expect that less than 10% of them will actually be real Higgs bosons. The others will be things faking a Higgs boson. But it turns out you don't have to be able to distinguish the fake Higgs from the real ones. So now we have pretty good calculations on how often these other reactions will fake a Higgs boson. And now if we see more things that look like Higgs boson than the number we expect to be faking it, then you can ask, well, is it a whole lot more or maybe it's just a fluctuation? And where things sit right now is that they do see more things looking like a Higgs boson than they expect things to be faking looking like a Higgs boson. So uh, it's, it's hinged on your, your understanding of, of what you expect the background to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's why I said, in, if you look back at wrong experiments, some of the way some of them were wrong was that they underestimated their background. So the collaborations have seen an excess of alleged Higgs bosons, but they don't know if it's enough yet to confirm that they've found the real Higgs boson or if it's just a statistical fluctuation. For that, they'll have to gather a lot more data, and it's possible the excess will increase, and it's possible it will go away. Remember that with so many data points, it's possible for coincidences to occur. It's possible to flip a coin ten times and get six heads. Scientists have a careful line to walk with experimental results like these. They don't want to say they found something they haven't, but they don't want to keep a big discovery hidden. And the results usually are not a simple yes or no. So even if the data mounts in favor of these results being the real Higgs boson, the scientists will still have to run a lot of experiments and do a lot of tests before they can take their finding as truth. It's this kind of thoroughness that keeps science on the right track. On the next Physics Buzz podcast, we'll continue to talk a little more about the uncertainty surrounding the search for the Higgs. That's all for today's Physics Buzz podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. As always, you can find more podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at physicscentral.com. Tune in next week for more Physics Buzz.